Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Taking a break from G.I. Joe to do our Orbtacular part two. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Can we start calling it the Forbulous? Like fabulous, but like with an orb in it. But also there's four episodes of it, so Forbulous kind of works in a double way. Oh, right? I don't like this at all. Well, of course you wouldn't. I you mean, don't normally underst- I would. I just, it, seem, it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. <laughs> oh, that seems like a lot, but a spreadsheet of every time we've ever recorded is perfectly fine. <laughs> not enough. It's not enough. Um, uh, I hope also, you appreciate also, it. Also, I'm, I'm soured on this whole four-way, four whatever we're calling it. Fatal four-way. Crossover. Uh, uh, <laughs> Texas tornado we, match. We started with the wrong one. Well, mm-hmm. I... Look, so I, look. Now I, today, today we we I looked up on Wikipedia and it said, "Oh, it's part two. And I was like, "Ah, yes. oh, crap! What happened?" And then I was trying to think. Okay, so we we started with part three, uh, and now I don't really remember what happened in part three. But I know that the I know the Warrior King isn't in it, so I want to know why is he not in part three? He was in parts one and two. He's chasing the orb. It seems like he's the connective tissue. And then yeah. to not show up in, in three, it really, everything's throwing me off is what I'm saying. Took a break. Now, to be fair for the people at home, I lobbied very hard to hold on to the Mortal Kombat one until we had gotten caught up. Oh, and, did and we did do one that? And two. But we put episode three not. first because Chan forced me to. Oh, is that what happened? Record. Yeah. I, I said, guys, why don't we have three? We haven't put it out yet. We now know we're going to do this thing. Why don't we record the Street Fighter episode, then the Savage Dragon episode, and then release the Mortal Kombat episode in no. order for the people at home? And Robert no. Clark Chan and Gene Ippolito, the two people who refused to say their names earlier, <laughs> fought me, fought me physically, and tied me to a fire hydrant and beat me with a cord no, of, a, you of an oscillating fan. You can't look. The people we were four <laughs> weeks ago are not the people we are today. And the, is, and the fans would know that. No. I absolutely. Uh, yes, I, I agree that we should have put that one out first what for f- exactly that reason, God because. Gina still would have complained that we watched three before one and two, and then we, the timelines would have been all screwed up because we would have had <laughs> okay. to be like, wait a minute, okay. we haven't told them yet that we are doing this thing backwards in the reverse. And so I knew this conversation was going to happen. It was going to be even harder for people to keep tabs on what was going on. Well, so. to be fair, when I just said it, I realized I didn't know if we had released it yet because I don't God. know those things. I don't know no, what's you, going on. You don't. Someone, I mean, that's a very legitimate. Unless statement. someone tweets at me and then usually I say, hey, what's this person tweeting at me about? And then you guys are like, hey, Gina, we've been recording a podcast together for the past five years. We do it every Tuesday night usually. And then and then sometimes people tweet at you about it. And I'm like, oh, crap. I, I forgot about it. 
I would have I would have been able to remember better if we had a spreadsheet, but no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and that, in a nutshell, is knowing is half the podcast. <laughs> you now understand our show and its complexity uh, in it. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, the, we're doing a show called Savage Dragon and uh, Savage Dragon is a show. It's based on an image comics character that uh, uh, it, there was a wonderful episode of the Who Would Win show. Uh, so this is kind of a nice thing we get to do in that we did Savage Dragon versus Deathstroke. If you haven't heard that episode, you might want to go and listen because you're going to get a lot more backstory and information about who Savage Dragon is and where he's coming from and what he's doing in that podcast than you are about to today. Because this TV show, this Savage Dragon cartoon, which aired on the USA Network for two seasons worth, doesn't really do a lot with the character. In fact, quite frankly, you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh I found the actual title character of Savage Dragon here to be very uninspired and uninteresting, despite the fact that he's a walking lizard man with super strength. I thought he was better than some uh, 90s cartoon protagonists, worse than some. Uh, I I give him extra credit because he does go on to record uh, Truly Madly Deeply later on in in the 2000s, I believe. Right, Uh, right. I'm remembering now that you told me that I need to pull (laughs) that up so that we can play it during the show. dream, I'll be a wish, I'll be a fantasy. I have never in my life... Uh, consciously pulled up a Savage Garden song Truly to play. Deadly, deeply do. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Chan, if you would have pulled it off, you'd be depriving the entire audience of what they want. More Gina singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, God, that's that's God what I've had America. in my head all day since since seeing what we were watching and since watching it. So it has nothing to do with the podcast. Uh, of of this when, actual episode, when but I will it? be singing various Savage Garden songs throughout the podcast. And when I say various, I mean I think that might be the only one that I know. Uh, to be fair, though, could you know any Imagine Dragons? Because you could also hit the back end of this as well. Ugh. The answer is no. She does not. <laughs> radioactive. Radioactive. <laughs> yeah. Am yeah, I, yeah. They got that one. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, that's. I have I never, I have never wanted a copyright bot to to strike <laughs> this podcast so hard ever in my life. Uh, well, this is we're doing the Orb Tacular, which is there is a four part cross the streams crossover event on USA Network that happened oh, one wait, random. Saturday. I got another one. It's the Ooh, I want you. I don't know if See, I that's need the one I know. You, that's a good ooh, one. Ooh, I would die to find out. All right, those I, are the I, two Savage Garden songs that I know exist. I demand that we start calling this thing the Savage uh, Gorbden because <laughs> uh, it's got the orb in it. So, <laughs> God damn it, Chan. That one, that one got me. That one hit me right in the gut, and it hurts right now. Oh, oh for God. f's sake! This is how uh, it's, someday there's going to be someday there's going to be uh, uh, they're going to be moving. The population of the Earth <laughs> to like a, a different, a different galaxy, a different solar system, a different planet, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lottery to decide who goes, and they're going to be looking at people's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of us is going to win that lottery, and they're going to say, "Okay, you know, like a six, sixty-year-old man worked in the gaming industry for a really long time." Oh, it says here he he hosted a podcast. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. We'll have we'll have some creative people in our new place on the moon. Well, let's just put it on in the background as we're uh, finalizing oh, things fuck. for this moon trip. 
And then they're going to listen to this episode and they're going to be like, ah, let's let's fudge it and pretend he didn't win. <laughs> it just cost you your spot on the moon, Ray. And I it feel... wasn't even me. I'm not yeah. even the one making the jokes, the songs, or the puns. No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying we're all associated with it. It's going to cost us all a spot. Man, I feel bad for every guest we've ever had because they are also denied access. <laughs> Our web of lies has spread so far now. Oh, God. There's going to be no one on that moon. Take out half of Hollywood with this one. It's going to be like the only two people we've never had on our podcast are going to be on the moon, sad, wondering, watching the earth blow up or or be devoured by a black hole or a big dinosaur or something. Uh, all three, I think, is probably the answer to that. <laughs> no, I'm thinking uh, of that meme right now of the two people in space. And the first one goes, those are all knowing as half the podcast guests and hosts. <laughs> and the other guy with the gun is just always was. that's that's what i got oh i understand that reference two things one i'm drinking which is never a good idea here we go um i've got uh uh my partner has made the hemingway's daiquiri which is surprisingly good uh two and maybe this has something to do with the uh number one i kind of liked this Interesting. I liked the character of Savage Dragon. Okay. And this is uh, this is odd because a uh ACAB uh I hate cops. Uh, yeah, I thought for sure within 30 yeah. seconds of this when they're saying the theme song which is basically about how Chicago has become overrun with crime <laughs> and the cops need to crack down and their heroes. I was like, "Oh, Chan's going to hate this." Uh, I will say I liked it because at some point Savage Dragon orders a bunch of chili dogs, but then I immediately yeah. didn't like it because he left most of them behind. Yeah, there was a weird lingering shot on the chili dogs. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. somebody had to animate that. Why did you even bother? I loved it. I uh, thought for a second I was like, "Ooh, shit!" Like something's gonna happen with these chili dogs. Like either there's gonna be like a visual gag of like a seagull coming down. Yeah, chili dog rat's gonna come and drag one off. Yeah, or... yeah, or Savage Dragon's gonna like come back and be like, "Might as well take one." for the road yep mm-hmm. and like none of that happened and i was sort of waiting for for like at some point like i was thinking maybe we'll see all the homeless person people in the end like they they like have the box of chili dogs and that's their dinner for the night you wait for never... like a post credit sequence where uh <laughs> samuel L. jackson shows up and he's like i want to talk about the born from initiative and i'm putting together a dog chili dog <laughs> chili dog uh, uh what yeah, i like about it uh was that he had a a real laid back attitude and uh, it was an attitude I had never seen in a superhero. And I get why Eric Larson uh, would be interested in doing this thing Uh, for the record. Yeah. I was a big image dude early on. And then like uh, I ended up hating almost all of it. And Eric Larson was like a a real prick to uh, some creators that I was a real big fan of. So I'm like, fuck that guy. But uh, like I get I get like, yeah, like what if this were like a job and you're just like a regular working schmo kind of thing. Um, and so it is 90s and a little uh, weak on the dialogue and like a lot of tropey things, you know, that is it, you'd find in a kid's cartoon that I would. Of course, I'm still like, ugh, that's terrible. But kind of just like the general vibe of it, I was like, OK, you know what? If this were on, I would probably watch it. I'm yeah, not going was, to watch it now, but no. Yeah, if I was a kid, I would probably watch it. I in in our watch of the the florbtastic florbular or whatever we're calling yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's that's what we're calling it. <laughs> Somehow, that's exactly what we're calling it. It's what uh, we've always called it. 
Ray, go back through, edit all the old podcasts where we reference this. Every time you we can... reference it, it'll be Gina. Just that yeah. clip of Gina replayed over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Floor, like, has some floor uh, there's a spreadsheet that lists all of the times <laughs> that we uh, say the thing. So you can just jump right in and do that. Uh, uh, but this was the first proper crossover, which makes sense because it's the second one <laughs> in the thing. But since we watched number three first, so we watched three of them and like, you know, from three to one, there were no crossover characters. And then, so this is the first time I was just like, yes, finally, like a real <laughs> crossover. Uh, and I still want to know what the hell happened in Mortal Kombat, why there was no actual character crossover. Well, okay, I got a lot of questions here because the orb is supposed to control the weather and other such stuff. That's what happens in the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter episodes. And that's not what happens here. The orb does something totally different here, which makes yeah, you but wonder they if- cover it. They cover it by saying, yeah. I've never seen the orb do this before. Yeah. All I right. really mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. um, someone thought it would be a great idea to cross it over. And then they told the, um, the writing staffs and all of them were like, the fuck we are. Yeah. Fine, we'll take one, an episode that we already have and we'll like shoehorn some stuff in. So what does this orb do? Oh, it does well, weather. And like, you know what? Uh, today's going to suck souls. Uh, you know what? Over here, it's just going to be real strong and make someone stronger. <laughs> just uh, also, well, fuck like, you for making us do this. To be fair, there's only so much like I'm going to control the weather with this orb and, and like some sort of plot is going to come out of that that you can do. Like sure. you can't do four episodes of like, Okay, it can control the weather. A bad guy gets it. Now what? Well, the bad guy could hold hold nations hostage, I guess, or for money or this. Well, okay, what about the next time? Well, he could hold nations hostage. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's just make it uh, really suck people's souls and make you physically bigger. I would have liked a line... At the very beginning, it was like, uh, as it travels through the dimensions, uh, it will keep changing because, like, it reacts to wherever it is kind of thing. Yeah, that was... Uh, And then, yeah, yeah, give the writers free license to, like, yeah, it just does something real powerful and cool, and, you know, let's move on. Yeah, I did... uh, You know what? I did... I like that because uh, uh, I was thinking, okay, so this this is sort of the first... I guess does does Street Fighter... Street Fighter takes place in, like, a normal, like, Earthian... Earth? It takes place on normal Earth, yes. Except oh, just okay. weird okay. random girls are hanging out behind uh, uh, dumpsters. Other <laughs> than right. that, totally yeah, Earth yeah. Normal. Okay, well, because I was gonna say like, oh, maybe it's like because it's it's now it's in sort of this this you know crime ridden city that it's sort of taking on different. Uh, but but actually, I think there is a simpler explanation, which is because there is a supernatural bad guy who has various powers of his own which include feeding off of other people's emotions that when he combines with the orb it's it just sort of like supercharges him a little bit well you know basically in the first in the street fighter episode it controls the weather in the the mm-hmm. savage dragon episode it makes you more powerful and then in the mortal Kombat episode it makes you more powerful and also deals with the weather so i don't know really what's happening I guess the orb is 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 evolving as we go along, and and yeah, yeah sure. That's I mean I, I honestly don't think they were given a whole lot of rules to but go. But also, with does orb. it does it kind of make like do they ever do they ever once uh, the warrior king is here, he's like almost having like fainting spells. Do they ever explain that? Because if yes, the, 
it was it was the way that uh this particular dude was uh um merging or using the power it was tainting it or infecting it somehow and i I, but i don't remember them saying that uh he was connected to the orb in any way so i i didn't understand uh why but they did say that it was because so well, well, if we ever if we ever uh uh write that book on all the rules of the orb, mm-hmm. uh, we can very we popular. Can really? People are calling for it. <laughs> we can really do a deep dive. I have a crowd of thirty people outside my house right now demanding this book. Oh, they none just of them want are, to know the rules of the orb. None of them mm-hmm. are making it on the moon. You guys, we have to wait two weeks to finish Wing Commander, and then we'll have a better idea. Listen to that podcast. Okay. You know so what? I've they're they're not they're not unless if they don't leave now, they're never gonna get on the moon. So that's it. Uh, one thing I want to talk about with this before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of this episode is this is one of the most fantastic vocal casts of VO actors that like I've seen put together since basically G.I. Joe. Uh, and they just, have a lot in just common. Based with on that. Frank Welker and and Mark Hamill. Uh to start. I mean, look, oh, Savage, where was Mark Hamill? Well, he wasn't in this episode, but he's part oh. of the cast. Uh, Jim, Jim Cummings does the voice of Savage Dragon. You might be familiar with him. He does the voice of Winnie the Pooh right now. Yeah. Oh, Disney. yeah. But also he, he was in he was in Cabaret and, uh, uh, you know, he was he was Nightcrawler in one of the X-Men movies. I love Alan Cumming. No, that's not. That's not. this. No, no, Gina. We do this he every does, time. This got is a Jim voice. Cummings. He's got a good voice. More famously, the voice of Darkwing Duck. Uh, Jim Cummings is the voice of Savage Dragon. And quite frankly, I didn't recognize him. So he did a fantastic job here because I did not get him from that. Uh, but also the main villain is uh, Odo from Star Trek. That's a uh, Rene Albrecht. I can't do French. Chan, was, you how do you say what? his name? I was just going to let you do it and fuck it up. Aubergenois. Yeah. Uh, I uh, think that seems good. I, I say uh, uh, Rene Aubergenois. Genois, okay. yeah. I would I would think Genois. I mean, here's the deal. Fantastic. We love him. He does a, he does a lot more VO old stuff than I even realized he did. But yeah. you also got Jennifer Hale in here, who's the voice of uh, Commander Shepard in Mass Effect if you play it as a woman. You've got, of course, Neil Ross... You've got Frank Welker, Rob Paulson, Peter Cullen, Michael Bell. And then eventually, of course, you have Michael Dorn, Dave Coulier, and Mark Hamill. Like, for gosh sakes, you have so much talent. But we got none of them in this episode. No, you did get a Neil (laughs) Ross. Neil Ross had one line as one of the gangbangers. And I noticed it right away. And I was like, oh, shit, that's my man, Neil Ross. And then I look for him in the credits and boom, there he was. Uh, maybe we'll try to find that line when we get to it because uh, he's been on the show, so that's a good reason to go back and listen to, to that. To make me do extra work? No, not really. Uh, here's the deal. Is there ever a reason to, to not make Chan do extra work? It's really one of the things I live for. I can't, uh, I can't wait until a week from now when uh, uh, in our group chat, which I mostly ignore since I don't do any work, uh, uh, Ray says, hey, Chan, did you get that uh, whatever I asked you for during the podcast? And then Chan <laughs> says, oh, crap uh what day is it right now and then and then and then chan says i'm on it and then five hours later ray says so what about that thing and then chan goes oh oh crap i fell into a a wormhole of time this is uh this is hitting pretty close to home quite frankly uh the number of wormholes in time uh that are around this house (laughs) like it's a good neighborhood generally wormholes in time all over the place (laughs) 
guys so, don't know this, Egon is already 25 years old. That's how, yeah. that's wow. how really it works. Weird. Yeah, he's, crazy. He's, uh, he's already overdue for asking me to get a job on a, on a show that I work on. This is outrageous. <laughs> Come on, Chan. Get it together. I mean, I did tell him to, uh, you know, uh, put together a, a pitch deck. So, oh, all right. So he's actually well. working for the job he's going to ask me for? Okay. Uh, he hired someone on Fiverr. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So this episode of Savage Dragon, first off, theme song. Chan, we talked about it a little bit already. It's not really a theme song per se. It's one of these 90s deals that they did where they just sort of just tell a story over some just. I, I actually liked this. This sort of had like a Terminator vibe to me. I don't oh, know. Okay. okay. Play it and tell me if you agree. Yeah, let's hear a little bit. I mean, I was getting more of a RoboCop situation. I mean, what's okay. the difference really at this point? Overlord and his super freaks held our city in their terrifying grip. Then a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. And then, I mean, that's uh, that's basically it. So I, I will say I didn't I didn't know I don't know this comic I don't know this cartoon. So other than this 30 second intro voice, I knew nothing about it. So I was thinking, oh, this is our regular earth. And then some sort of weird, like mutant dragon man is, is plopped in. He doesn't know how he got here. And then they make him a cop, but like there's Um, other weird mutants in this world too. Like we clearly see a, but like when they go to that prison, there's clearly a bunch of like blue guys and green guys. And so I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening now? So I yeah. don't know the reality of this world, apparently. Well, if I could give the 30-second explanation of Savage Dragon, and, 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 and Chan, tell me if I'm getting any of this wrong. This is as I remember it. I'll be a dream, I'll be a wish, I'll be a fantasy. Yeah, no, Gina's right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, obviously you've seen it, Gina. You lied just a moment ago about not knowing it, because clearly you do. Uh, Savage Dragon is an alien warlord who was sent to Earth as, as part of an alien invasion force. Who's, who is, his spaceship was sent to Earth in order to conquer the planet. That's his whole deal. Except for the fact that he was so uh, bloodthirsty and so uber-violent and so unliked by the rest of his crew, they knocked him out, wiped his mind, and then threw him down to Earth and left him there. And the, and the only knowledge he has was like five straight days of watching television. So all he knows is like kind of the last five days of television and does not know who he is, where he came from. But he's a big green, like seven foot tall dragon man who has super strength and has a great healing factor. And that's basically his deal. The story progresses. That does not explain why there are other weird mutant men. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I only, you know, I don't remember uh, him fighting a whole lot of weird mutant men. I know there are other aliens in the galaxy. Uh, and eventually, you know, he does remember who he is and he t- tries to fight against the alien invaders because he's decided that he likes Earth after all. And they do. I mean, it, this does share a universe with uh, the other image comics at the time. So uh, so it shares a universe with Invincible. It shares Which a is universe the same story. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he shares somehow a universe with Invincible. And I want to say what Hellboy and uh, uh, Hellboy the other one, uh, Dark Horse. Spawn and Spawn. He shares but, well, but I- I, yes. the, it's confusing though because like until we go to that prison everyone is a, a pretty normal human with the exception right. of the one bad guy and then at, in the prison it's just like oh well this is okay this is where all the mutants go they all go to prison yeah uh, Gina, i wonder if about it, it had i wonder if it had anything to do with the chicken cherry cola wait was that were you trying to 
No, I See, just, thought, I just thing- thought of it. <laughs> that was that was Savage Garden, right? Isn't that the Chicken Cherry Cola song? Or is that a different song? Now I gotta Google. <sighs> I did Google because you asked for that. You asked for the Chicken Cherry Cola yeah, and song. And I said, "Is it is so this I, Savage Garden?" I'm so upset I right now. But I didn't did. follow up with a Google. Now I did. It is. It is. I think the song is called Cherry Cola. It is. It is. I've, I'm learning a lot about Savage. Oh, so that's three Savage Garden songs. Wow, hit hit makers. Oh, here we go. Like a, an early uh, link on Google says chicken cherry cola and seven other misheard lyrics so oh no yeah well what is the actual lyric what why why, why would i know because <laughs> you're all, you didn't you just google it i google okay, guys, I i'm gonna go ahead link. and start the uh, start the actual episode here no people i am not gonna sit here and have an argument nobody nobody wants to hear that gina literally Look, nobody we, we need, hashtag we need literally in- nobody we need the information about chicken cherry cola. I still have an unanswered question about why there are mutants in a regular human world. Maybe we'll find it through the episode, Gina, because I do not know what to tell you. There just uh, are. This is a comic book universe. <laughs> I mean, you need some justification. So if you guys want to check out this episode of Savage Dragon, it's season two, episode eight. It's called Endgame, much like the Avengers famed movie which did not have Savage Dragon in it, shamefully. Uh, the orb appears in our universe uh, right here in the very opener, and two hobos, <laughs> is there a better way to call it? These are homeless hobos, very stereotypical homos. Hobos, oh my God, <laughs> hobos. I just, wow, are you going to have to bleep this off? Fuck me. Look, that's a hard word to say a bunch of times in a row, all right? Uh, anyway. They one of them has a as a deep Irish brogue, which I thought was an interesting choice. I, I liked it kind of. Well, what I love about this is these, you'd think these two characters would be very important. Like one of them gets the orb, and it turns out there's a mean one and a nice one. The nice one is the Irish one, and yeah, the, the mean the one. The mean one has like a sh- a regular Chicago accent, I think. Yes, correct. Which and makes so the, it even weirder that the other guy just has an Irish accent. Don't worry about that. He, <laughs> he came all the way from Ireland and it just never worked out for yeah, him. No, this is sad. Uh, it's a sad story. It's it's 1910 uh, New York <laughs> is why you're confused. And there were mutants in 1910 New York. So oh, this is sure. a very Earth reality. Um, uh, real uh, quick sidebar. Yeah. Um, like a drink of cherry cola. You're hearing no. chicken cherry cola, and apparently why would it that's be? I common. was going to ask, why would it be a chicken cherry cola? That's uh, not a thing. Many, many Yo, people hear like a chicka cherry cola, but in fact, it is like a drink of cherry cola. Okay, now we need to hear. I'm it not going to do that. No, Chad, no. We have to I'm hear absolutely it. not. Now, gonna I'm, do that. now I'm invested. I have to hear it. <laughs> oh, Christ, you people! I'm going to talk Look. about these homeless people some more, Chan. You find our yeah. Clip. One, yeah, one of try not to make any uh clearly watches blurs while you're doing that, that. I swear to God, what, what, one the the mean homeless guy clearly watches a a like a lot of Fox News at the homeless shelter. Yes. Oh, without question. Yeah, he's well, he's real mean, and there's this fire slash electricity monster called the Fiend, and he eats hate, which I thought was real interesting, and so I don't know why he hasn't paid me a visit. <laughs> And so he says, ooh, this guy's real mean. This is going to be real tasty. And then he he eats him. Like, the guy goes into a building. He gets eaten by the monster. And the monster takes over his, like, body. He now looks like the dude, which I guess is a thing, except that a lot of the things they establish early on don't matter five minutes later into this episode, 
which I thought, no, I thought he, he like got absorbed into him or something like that. He like but absorbs him. But the homeless dude is like mean in a very specific way, which is he's like pissed off that people are helping homeless people. Yeah, that was a little weird, which is like, I... and I'm sure there are people like this that exist. Like oh, I am 100 sure. percent sure. But he what? is very mad that people are giving out soup at the soup kitchen. Of course, and... there are people like this. They're called Republicans. <laughs> And the fucked up thing is that this is almost 30 years gone now, well, like a mid 90s, something like that. And at, even at this time, people were like, yes, homeless people are human beings who deserve some dignity or charity or something, some form of sympathy. And now it is completely normal. If someone came up and, and started talking about oh, soup kitchens, you just give people charity and then you need a hand out. I'd be like, yeah, that's totally normal. That guy voted for Trump along with 60 million other people in the country. I'm trying to find the flaw in your argument, Chan, but there is none. Chan, no. keep, keep ranting and there's going to be a demon outside your window eating your hate. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay, that was that was a chuh. I, I will say it did sound like a chicka cherry cola, but that was not a duh. That was a chuh. Like a Drink of cherry cola. Drink. Like a I mean, I'm Jay no rock star, but they do have to enunciate you. weird when they do songs uh, to make them flow Also, better. this band is terrible, so <laughs> it stands to reason. Like a chicka cherry cola. Like a chicka cherry cola. It's a stretch. It's a great song. It's a stretch. Savage, Savage Dragon, it's a stretch. Yeah. When does Savage Dragon join Savage Garden? Is that in the fourth part of the Blurbtastic Blurbular? I think you said the, the, the song was 2003, so it's a few years later. Oh, man. He must have really hit some hard times. Not as bad as this uh, poor homeless guy who just was murdered. We should probably point out. He's he not, was he's eaten. Fine. He's eaten I thought you by were the monster. Say, as hard as uh, Savage Garden and arguably <laughs> being murdered is uh, easier times than what happened to Savage Garden. I mean, Savage Garden is a hard band. Uh, you know, they got an edge to them very clearly when you hear uh, Chicka Cherry Cola. I'm honestly going to look up Savage Garden and see what happened to him. I'm oh, sure they're do fine. It, they're they're going to be on the mass Singer next year. What are we talking about? Like, that's pretty. <laughs> that's probably where they're at right now. Or they're probably <laughs> they probably teamed up with, you know, like Journey and Ario Speedwagon. And they're doing like big concerts all around Wait, the country. OK, first of all, fuck you for putting Journey and Ario Speedwagon in the same category as as Savage Garden. How Journey dare you? Journey knows how to enunciate. And is beloved. Savage Garden is mostly a blip in the in the music scene. If you think Savage Garden, it, it, for people that are still alive, first off, that Savage Garden isn't equally as beloved as Journey, I would. I have a strong disagreement with you right now. No. TV's you're, Gina you're Polito. crazy. Was Savage Garden ever on the Glee soundtrack? Uh, I, no. I mean, for all I know, they might have been. <laughs> It seems like the sort of band that it would be on the like least very possible. Yeah, they're, they're, they were they promoted the show with Journey, and then there's a Family Guy episode where they're where they're all singing Journey in the in the bar, and everyone drops what they're doing because they love Journey so much. Journey is way way more beloved than Savage Garden. <gasps> Apparently, the uh, uh, Savage Garden is a uh, an Australian duo. So two guys they broke up in 2001. Apparently, uh, Darren Hayes who went on to a solo career after that, rejected uh, Glee because they wanted to cover oh, uh, Savage Garden. What's and he up said, now? no. What's up now? So it wasn't in it. Yeah, but it should oh, have never been. never mind. 
hold on. Nope, apparently it was. <laughs> well, but I don't remember it, and I had two DVDs wait, worth of so the hold Glee on, Chad. soundtrack. So officially, Savage Garden song was on the Glee soundtrack. Is that, is no, that what you're saying? No, I uh, owned two two CDs of the Glee soundtrack. Sound like you was, listened to them? No, Journey is prominent on there. Also, all you have to do is just look up like you know hits who which has more which has more uh, you know like paid paid gets more awards and downloads and things and I like how you've decided to take Journey up on this, but fuck Ario Speedwagon, they can go suck a lemon. Here's the thing: you could you could make an argument that Ario Speedwagon is the sa- is in the same category as Savage Garden. There's no argument that Journey is in the same. Oh, oh, you shut did, your mouth. Look, look they did don't stop you, believing, like right? Is that their big song? Are you years old or something? I wish. Holy shit, can I be? <laughs> no, because you would be the fucking worst. You'd be like one of those people that's like, you can't part your hair on the side. Uh, and you Gina, can't wear skinny jeans. Gina, for you- the record, for the record, when I was 29 years old, I was the fucking worst. So it, it all, this all holds together. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I have not heard a word you guys said for the past couple of minutes because I've been going down a um, wormhole of time of uh, Glee and Savage Garden. Uh, Apparently, the thing that I saw was uh, not uh, official Glee. It was fan fiction. So uh, Savage Garden has never been on Glee. Thank you. And it appears that uh, uh, Darren Hayes uh, said uh, that he wouldn't... he doesn't know Glee, but he, uh, he would be happy to have it on there because he wants to, quote, add an extension to his house, unquote. So, okay, so that's even worse. They wanted to it. be on Glee and didn't make it on Glee. Well, who doesn't want to be on Glee, first off? You know, as soon as, you know, I, I think I, I think I speak for all of us when I could say we'd all love to be on Glee. Is Glee still on? Is that still a thing? No way. Like, half that cast is dead now. Oh, my God. What happened? Jesus. What I don't think that like, show was that old. This what is, is this WWF like, in the 80s? It's not, it's not guys that movies. old. It's just there's a bit of series of unfortunate events. One, I think, was a pedophile who killed himself. Another what was a, a drug addict who died of an overdose. And then that one, like, died in a weird boat. Like, she fell off a boat and drowned, like, fairly, She fairly died recently. in a weird boat? <laughs> Yeah, it was like a, a boat shaped like a giant duck. It was real weird. Yeah, it was like the Willy Wonka boat. <laughs> but sure. to be fair, Gina, the way you've just described it, it does sound just like the WWF of the 1980s. <laughs> I've been mean, watching a lot of Dark Side of the Ring is what I'm trying to say. Definitely, it's cursed. It's a great show, isn't it? Pretty good. It's, it's really getting my juices flowing again, uh, just for the record. Look, Jim Cornette's my new hero. Uh, I've said it to you off the record. I want it on the record. I am having a blast listening to Jim Cornette laughing and just being a cranky old F who He's just got a podcast if you want to just. Oh, I was listening that. to it for the first time earlier today and he spent I've only I've heard like 20 minutes of it. And all he's done is complain about an 18 year old who crashed into a fence in front of his house. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all he's talked about. And it's still going and it won't stop. And I'm loving it. I am loving it. And I don't even know why it's not. It's so good, though. Uh, look, I'm a big fan. Big fan, Jim. This is this is going to go into uh, one of those things at the bottom of your uh, uh, podcast player when it's like, if you like listening and don't always have the podcast, perhaps you would enjoy some old southern dude complaining about kids in his fence. It's fantastic. A.K.A. Oh, yeah. the Jim Cornette show. 
Side note, I, I bought, I just received yesterday, I bought a con- VHS di- to digital converter. And uh, I feel like if I get motivated, I'm going to try to find all a bunch of my old wrestling matches from when I had, when I had hair and oh from my. when I was very young. And I have all these VCR tapes in my garage now forever. And before those VCR tapes rot away, if they haven't already, I would love to get these things on digital and put them on YouTube. Is this a thing that people at home would be interested in seeing? Would Patreon. you like to see old Patreon exclusive Patreon exclusive? I love this <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Would you like to see old Ray wrestling matches? Did you know the first match I ever did as almighty Ray is already on YouTube? If you have not found it, I'll put a link on Patreon for you. <laughs> It's excellent. I'm very bad. I'm very, very green and scared out of my mind. And it's it, it's a lot of fun. But did you <laughs> wrestle Luchasaurus on tape? I, well, that's already on the Internet. Yes. Oh, OK. Uh, sparring. I wrestled Luchasaurus in sparring, not in like a real match. Um, but I trained the like, guys. For you that don't know, I used to be a professional wrestler and <laughs> I trained. I trained with some people who are bigger now. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, uh, a.k.a. Jack Perry. And, and Austin is Luchasaurus. That's great. And uh, uh, so I know both of these guys from back in our training days. We trained together a long time, and and and, Lu- and Jungle Boy was very, very, very young when we were training together. He is still young. How could he's you still possibly... crazy young? I trained with him when he was probably like what, like twelve years old, maybe if even. Like, yeah, it was a long time ago, and so uh, uh, it's kind of fun because some of these old training videos are online on YouTube right now, and you can see me sparring with Luchasaurus. If that is a thing you would like to see. I, I, oh my God. Well, I am watching it right now. Oh, did you find it already? So it's obviously <laughs> not hard to find. Wow. Okay. This is, this is really freaking me out. I was going to say, this would probably blow your mind right about now. <laughs> because like nobody in my life now, I'm far enough removed from it. And i like, so many new people have come into my sphere since I haven't done, since I've done it. That like nobody in my life now even like remembers I wrestled. I have to remind them. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't even really know Chan that good when I was wrestling, which is a shame because no, he probably would have come to the match. Did you just say that good? Did you just really say that good? I can't host this podcast anymore. That good? What are you talking about, Gina? Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I thought you fell asleep. <laughs> I was zoned out, and then I heard that terrible, hideous vomit come out of your mouth. Wait, now what did I say? I don't even know what I said. What did I say? You said, I didn't, I know didn't Chan even that know good. Chan that good. Yeah. So? Yeah, no. He was saying Chan that good using Chan as a verb. Yeah. Like people do. <laughs> you know, Chan that thing good, man. Yeah. yeah. Really get in there. Just Chan that's, it up. That's Ugh. how I meant it. Like, I don't know what Gina's talking about. I'm very confused. Yeah, right you should now. pay more closer. T- you should pay uh, more attention, Gina. Anyway, yeah, a few people on Patreon, if you want to see if you want to see old wrestling matches, just uh, uh, Patreon or on Twitter, reach out and just say hashtag I want to see it. That's all I need. That's I just need one person out there. Give me some Jesus, motivation Ray, to do we, this. You're not even selling this leg drop. That's terrible. Come on, man. It, well, you know what? Uh, you know, I don't sell things that don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even remember this match. So this is did you referring to that match to me is like anybody referring to a Gina episode of this show from two weeks ago. She there's just no remembrance. <laughs> Barely remember that it happened. We just know we, we sort of did it once. 
<laughs> anyway, we're like 40 minutes into this episode and we're on the second scene of Savage Dragon. Let's get through this. Jesus. Welcome to this show. To be fair, uh, there's not much to it, so we could no, recap it in about three minutes. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. America's number one comic book, thanks to you. So I started this company to make the toys that you asked for. Spawn Violator. I hear the competition's flying around. They could be any place. They're cool. Awesome. Tremor. Overkill. Medieval Spawn. The Cloud. And they come with comics. Nice toys, kids. Nice try, guys. Spawn from Todd Toys. We're out to plaster the competition. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, okay, so the bad guy uh, fiend attacks the soup kitchen and starts flipping all the tables over, which is horrific. And I laughed because it's just so rotten. Uh, Warrior King at this point, Michael Dorn, shows up. You remember him from Street Fighter. He shows up again and just like a dummy. He's just because this is what I don't understand. He gets he gets dropped into the middle of Chicago, dropped in the middle of like a, a busy uh, street. And then just stops there looking around being like, I can't fathom what I am seeing. But it's like, bitch, no. you just came from the Street Fighter universe where cars exist. What are you talking about? Uh, wait, but first of all, did he see any cars in that universe? Yeah, because there was a huge traffic jam because all the cars stopped around him. Nobody tried to go around him, but they all just stopped so he could just stand in the street staring no, no, at No, no, I'm saying in the Street Fighter universe, did he see any cars? How would he have not seen cars? He was he was in some like weird like oh. prince's castle for like are half the episode. you going to make me watch it again to find, an epi- in, uh, find him like looking a, at a car? In like a weird back alley with tiny demon children for, for part of it but like are you are you telling me that like if someone had never seen a car before and then all of a sudden they're surrounded by cars that have people inside them and both the car and the people are making noises at you you would then be like this is fine i'm not sure what's going on but this is fine and i'm normal or would you be like the fuck everyone shut up i'm gonna kick your asses what is happening what I got mad about is he came from the Street Fighter world, which is another version of our world, and he was in the city where there are Not city confirmed. streets. He, no, first of all, he, the first the first part of it, I can't believe I remember this because we were just talking mm-hmm. about how the I had early onset remember. Alzheimer's. But he was in he was in like <laughs> the the sandy palace area, 
and then he was in the fuck woods with his fuck friend for a while. Yeah, but they were behind a dumpster in the city. Like there were city streets because city streets are there because cars are there. But it was like the middle of the night, and also a parked car. There's no cars in this. There's no car. Parked car is not the same as like a bunch of a bunch of metal demons honking at you during the day. Chan, whose side are you on in this? (laughs) He's still watching the Jasaurus beat me up. (laughs) If I I were dropped into the middle of a busy intersection and cars were like screaming at me from all sides, like coming at me full speed, I'd be a little freaked out. And I would freeze, as they say, like a deer in headlights. Uh This dude is like well within his rights to be like, what the F is happening here? He may know a car exists, but like when when, you know, 4000 pounds of steel and glass are like running up on you, it's you know 25 miles an hour you'd be like what the jesus christ well, wouldn't you yep. try to get out of the way and get on the sidewalk where the other pedestrians are i mean like if i knew what a fucking sidewalk was all right fair. like i'd consider it <laughs> well we have a fight between savage dragon and the warrior king we now have our fight and savage dragon gets over on warrior king he defeats him right there so not much of a warrior king although savage dragon pretty rough opponent let's keep it real and uh, he has a Warrior King has a stick that's like a divining rod to find the orb. Is that is that basically what he said it was? Uh, it among other things, it's a yeah. shooty bang bang stick, but also yeah, yeah. but he use, he uses it for stick. fighting as well. Yeah, uh, so he loses the stick. Savage Dragon takes him, and him and Lady Cop, uh, whose name I did not get even a little bit. I don't um, think they mention it. No, they didn't. Um, they they take they go into uh, go to the police station. And 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 he says, hey, uh, lady cop, can you please find the stick? He says, we need the stick. Go get the stick. So, OK, great. So here we go. The fiend, the fiend shows up and then whoops up on the Irish guy, which seems very unfortunate. He gets the orb from uh, the Irish uh, homeless hobo. Make sure I say that correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he beats him. He takes the orb. Uh, fiend goes for the orb. Um and then gets it. He gets the orb, and now, uh-oh, we're all in trouble right now. Cut to an interrogation room where Warrior King is getting interrogated by Savage Dragon. He's explaining his entire uh, his entire uh, deal. He's like, I'm the Warrior King. There's an orb. I'm Michael Dorn. I'm a Klingon. Don't ask how I got here. We got two more of these fucking things to do. Let's Savage get on with it. Dragon offers him a chicken cherry cola, and he's like, all right, I'll talk. <laughs> he did. He did. The the and, by the way the cops in this scene they're fucking brutal like maybe maybe it's because they they work with a dragon man so yeah. I'll give them <laughs> that but like they're all, they're pretty much like hmm do we believe this guy's story like that was not crazy like, to me oh man like there's only one dude Mister Nice Man there's one guy my said, guess is that's the dude in the uh, opening introduction that's like I found him and uh, you know oh, okay. to be a cop okay. or whatever. Oh, no, no, I, the 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 blonde guy is the not the chief. Well, uh, no, I think because there's the one guy that comes in is like, what? Are, this is crazy ass. Yeah, yeah. Hit. Like clearly he's like this antagonist coworker. Yeah, that probably like this is a shtick every episode. Uh, yeah, but, like, he's the, the only one that's at, like I feel like I'd be buddies with him because I would be like. What the fuck? You're f- oh, you, are you your buddies with a guy? One hundred percent Trump voter. He's no, 100. he's the logical one. He's the one, one that's like, hey, this dude just came in here and said he's the king of some weird realm and he's looking for his magic stick and ball. Okay, 
uh, okay. And then the other guys are like, maybe we should believe him. I mean, it happens to be true because this is a comic book, but in any other universe, it would be that guy would be on mushrooms. Well, this is hold the part on, I don't understand. Hold on. Because, Listen yeah. to his voice. Orb. <laughs> now I've heard it all. This freak's a major nutcase. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's that that That's accent a bad guy. that ugh, great Chicago accent. Uh, people gross. from Chicago are not necessarily bad guys, Chan. That's very it's very uh tribalist of you, and I'm very upset right now. But the thing yeah, that I love wrong, here though. is the Chicago laughing cop is turning to the seven-foot-tall green dragon man from outer space and mm-hmm. saying, guy comes through a portal with an orb? I've never heard of anything so stupid. And it's sort of just like, you're what? You already, you already work in a crazy place. How is yeah. this weird to you? This is the Scully problem. Like, the first time Scully shows up, yeah, obviously, like, you you want to be skeptical. After season four, I don't know, <laughs> after, like, 300 incidents of weird alien shit, you, and you're still like, eh, I don't believe this. You know, at a certain point, you have to ask Scully, do you really want to believe? <laughs> he starts to believe. I mean, like she it. starts to believe eventually. Yeah, way too late f- to make any kind. I of I mean, sense. it's a, it's a, it's a premise you can't really, you can't no. really keep going for that no, long. Yeah. Although right. at s- sometimes I will say, like in the in the you know inbred family mom under the bed, sometimes there were logical explanations for things like, hey, this is a generation of people who fucked their kids. And then the mom got into a car accident and her, all her limbs got hacked off. And because she can't feel pain, it was fine. And then she went on under the bed and now she's still fucking her sons. And there are all sorts of weird mutants who, who rigged up their house like Home Alone, except with bombs. That's a logical explanation. That well, is and, totally on the level. That's not a premise. So like if you have a premise where one of them believes and the other one doesn't <laughs> believe and they go into it and 50% of the time one is correct and 50% of the time the other one is correct. That still means that 50% of the time some weird shit is happening. It's time for you to start believing. I don't know. That's all. Okay, so let's cut to a biker bar. Oh, the stick gets returned to the Warrior King. She finds it. Great. Oh, hey, (laughs) hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I. Okay, maybe there is something to his story. If the driver of that semi truck agrees not to press charges, you can release him. What? (laughs) How it works. Hold on. This dude destroys the trucker's uh, truck, shoots a laser beam at it, blows it up, and it rams into a building. Uh, likely nearly killed the driver mm-hmm. and the cop is all like eh make sure he doesn't press charges so he can move on with this thing over here i'm sorry Fuck did it. i miss did i miss the part where warrior king is white because that's exactly how it works chan i mean maybe that maybe that trucker's got some warrants out and he's like no no no, i don't i don't need to press charges charges mean background checks and all of this and uh i'll just buy another truck it's fine insurance will cover it i'm sure like if there were some small thing that happened, like he, he like popped his tire or whatever, or just like dinged his uh, bumper, but he shot a fucking space laser at the dude <laughs> and yeah. almost killed him and destroyed his livelihood. Well, yeah, yeah, but he, that, dude, like, has, eh, that dude, dude has a good story for life now, though, which is True. priceless. Also, you have to remember the Warrior King is very rich and he's probably suffering from affluenza and therefore should not be held responsible for his actions because no reasonable person could think someone that rich could understand there are consequences to bad actions. Yeah, I'll buy that. Thank you. I mean, it makes Somebody perfect sense. Has. If you, if you but again, this takes place in our world, so I don't see how this is very <laughs> far-fetched. Um, 
<laughs> our world with people who uh, uh, have no problems just like shitting on homeless people and knocking over That's their it. foods and burning down soup kitchens. By the way, the, the Irishman is so nice that when he gets the orb stolen from him, he, when he finds the orb, it's like warm to the touch. And so he's like, oh, this will do nicely on the on the cold, cold nights, tighty tighty. And then so he's <laughs> like, I might as well give me blanket to another poor unfortunate soul. He, so he like he is in the away. process of like covering up another homeless person oh, with his blanket. Saint. And then, like, gets his ass beat. Just by fucking ripped. And, like, destroyed. never. I was thinking, okay, maybe this guy will get, like, a reward in the end he'd, or something. He never, and he, like, never gets anything. He's just a nice, sweet Irishman. No. And then. He got his, he got his cold toesies <laughs> warmed for about an hour and a half. That's what he got. And we never, like, check in with him at the end to see how he's doing. Like, yeah, there's we, a we, lot that we never him, he's follow gone. up on. The Irishman, the chili dogs. There's, there is a lot. I like to imagine that he found the chili dogs. Oh my gosh! And underneath them, there was also a house. And now you he's, know what? Now he's good. That's our Avengers post-credit sequence: is the, the <laughs> Irishman finding the chili dogs? What's under here? It's a house. <laughs> you know, I think this is this is the logical conclusion to this storyline. Um, in fact, that is now the canon of this episode. That is that is what happened, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, so two guys are fighting in a bar brawl. The fiend shows up and he's like, Ooh, I feel a lot of hate here. This is great. It's not the RNC, but it'll have to do. And so he, he says, Oh, which one will I take? Oh, I've got the orb. Now I'm going to take both. I'm going to take both. Wow. Cut back to the station where uh, this Rita, Rita, the, the affectionate, police officer who's thirsty as shit for savage dragon or uh, warrior king she loves warrior king well clearly she has fucked savage dragon in the yes she has they make that point they've boned and this is this is so weirdly out everything about this is so weirdly out of place in this Mm -hmm. that i don't it, it was almost like they they like took it from another script because there's there's like nothing really that problematic in the, in this entire script and it's in the mid 90s when people knew better and all of a sudden there's like what and and savage dragon has like a, a a chick as a partner and she seems very capable and just when you think it's all gonna be fine this weird like slut comes out and is like, oh, I'm horny for both of you. And then like the other girls immediately like, oh, God, it's this stupid skank that I hate because there's one other woman on screen with me right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the slutty, slutty lady is like, oh, my God, I became a policewoman because I wanted to fuck everybody. And you're trying to leave here with one of the people that I could maybe fuck. And then he's like, no, I'm taken by Chun Lee who could kick you in the vagina and have it come straight out the top of your head. And she's like, why are all the good ones taken? But I'm still going to hit on you some more, but then I'm going to walk away all while the other girl is giving me the stink eye, even though we're probably the only two women cops in the whole fucking city in this 1996 cartoon that should know better. Pretty much exactly what you just said is, is yeah. my feelings. <laughs> you, I, I can't see the nail because it's been hit squarely on the head. <laughs> Uh, the f- yeah, the fact that uh, uh, the tough, you know, uh, men's gal has short hair and this other girl has long hair, long flowing long, hair, oh brown, curly hair, hair yeah. just mm-hmm. like a certain co-host of this podcast. Who is also a slut. 
I mean, my hair, my hair did used to be curly. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear that she was red haired. Was she? I thought it was like, I thought it was Auburn. <laughs> I mean, Auburn, that's basically brown if it was red. Yeah, it's brown with red highlights in it. Fair enough. I, I'm not going to argue. I'll remember it how you remember it. it. I have no, <laughs> I have no stake in this pony. Um, uh, I, uh, well, here's, uh, when you're, uh, complaining that Ray says, uh, what was it? Do good or make good or like, uh, <laughs> he said, I did good to Chan. I know good. Chan. Yeah. That sounds like Ray. Uh, shit. Am I, is there a copy of me in here? What's going on right now? That was a little too real. The, uh, the grammar issue that I have is this one. I was born light years before your life even began. This is now, some wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fucking, wait. Even uh, I get this. Uh, 12 parsecs bullshit. <laughs> she, because she says, where have you been all my life? My vagina's tingling. And then he follows up with that. Yeah, I was born light years before your life ever began. Light <laughs> year being a distance measurement and not a time measurement. Uh, well, also, no, how if, the if, fuck if does he know that Chad, it was in the past? She asked him where he was from. And if you put a comma after light years, he says, I was born light years from here, comma, well before you were born. That sentence can oh, okay. work. That sentence, can, it's not good. It probably shouldn't. But that sentence can technically work. This does feel like a a sketch where he's just going to go on for five minutes saying, I was born light years before you were born and your life began light years before it was. And then you were born light years afterwards when I was born and when I came. Yeah, it's it's a good sketch. I've seen that. (laughs) Pack theater. Get it done. (laughs) I feel like I stole that from somebody in L.A. This, so they can't find the orb with the sticks. So they don't know what's going on. And the key is the fiend ate it. That's why they can't find it. And they do the fame that we talked about already. Stop for chili dogs. And everybody gets a chili dog. And Warrior King loves the fucking chili dog. I mean, respect to Warrior King. First off, yeah. new location. Tries a new food he's not familiar with. Gives it an honest try and has positive feedback when it was done. I'm here for Warrior King's uh, uh, ability to uh, explore his himself. In a new yeah, place. I, I dug this because I feel like the easy thing anytime there's like anytime there's a hot dog joke in something, it's like, oh, this is disgusting. What's it made of? You don't want to know like that kind yeah. of thing. But instead, he's like, the taste is unfamiliar to me, but it is not unpleasant. And I was like, yeah, fucking mow down on that chili dog. That is what you should do. And you know what? Was- I bet he's going to go back to his weird ass like you know flying wizard world and like a week from now be like damn i really want a chili dog now i was gonna have the wizards wizard one up for him yeah Yeah. like figure out how to make chili that's one of those flying chickens cook it and grind it into sausage for me that's gonna be the next four-parter is how how the wizards learn to make a perfect chili dog i mean i'm riveted quite frankly um (laughs) I want to know. Uh, I'm just impressed that not only is he a warrior king, but he is a king of courtesy. I appreciate that. That is, uh, yeah. I also like clothes. the fact that he is never going to see that Chun Li vag again. But when presented with new vag, he said, "I'm spoken for." I mean, it's not like it was difficult to turn her down. What? She uh, was not. Clearly, she has issues, <laughs> and I feel oh, like uh, this warrior king has been down that road with uh, warrior maids in the oh, past. Definitely. 
and been like, oh, man, no, in my 20s, maybe. But I ain't I'm not going to do this again. Yo, he knows he's going to be he's going to be out of there soon. I'm putting it out there now. If I start if I start slider style going to a bunch of different universes and mm-hmm. hotties are hitting on me in all those different universes, I'm a fuck in all those different universes because I know I'm never going back there. Uh, Gina, I'm just I'm sorry for your DMs after a statement like that. Um <laughs> Gina, why don't you slide into my universe? Ah. No, I'm talking about I want I want specifically different universe dick because oh, I don't God. have to face any DMs. Yeah, it's gonna be the exact same dick that's here. It's just it's just in a different universe. Nothing's different about it. Nah, you don't know that. One of these universes could have the Warrior King in it. Okay, you know what? I take it all back. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. It's a great I feel point. like gotta, I, I feel like there's there's a fuckable dude in all these universes we've seen so far. You even get a though, chance to get that two of them technically were Earth. <laughs> to get that Warrior King Dorn D, you gotta go for it, you know. Why would you not? Yeah. How do we get Michael Dorn on the show to talk about his role as Warrior King? I think oh, we gotta work never, on this for he's Wing never Commander. Coming on now that I objectified him. Uh, no, and when you, you called him a Dorn them. star, it seemed real <laughs> oh, weird fuck. and gross. Like, there it is. Why would you even? There it is. Oh fuck! God damn it! That's really funny. Okay, so, <laughs> so now we're going to the, see a, a realm of gangbangers, and this is a uh, um, they're they're interrupting a street fair because the street mm-hmm. fair is set up on their turf, which mm-hmm. is some weird middle of the day shit. Where mm-hmm. are the Chicago cops when things like this happen? <laughs> Seems I a little I strange. Was, I was also like confused. Here's the, here's the confusing thing. Because they start off by being like, oh, there's a there's a there's a dude that's like destroying a soup kitchen. OK, so then when they said there's gangbangers just like destroying a fair, I I just assumed, oh, this is like more of the like whatever demon dude. But it's not. It's just like regular, regular just guys like messing the real it up. fiend. The real fiend is I, us, Gina. <laughs> yeah, like it's so, it's so strangely. Like keep it, keep it that it's the fiend doing all of this stuff, but but the casual nature of like a crazy guy, but like messing up a soup kitchen, and then like a whole gang of people messing up a, and they're not even related. Well, like the- I, I get that he's going from violent act to violent act and sucking up that sweet sweet hate, but it just seems so weird. Uh, the reason why I uh, thought RoboCop. Um- uh, for the intro at the beginning is and it, uh, you can tell it from the tone of the voice of the dispatcher it was like violent crime happening oh, over because, here violent yeah. crime happening here i feel like the whole gimmick of the show is that uh chicago's a crime infested hellscape yeah and okay, he's you're dealing, right. you know well so, can we can we hear some of the dialogue of the gangbangers because i really do want to hear that neil ross line i want to give him some props hey look at me i'm jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> There he is. That was All right, good. I can hear that. I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that is just shipwrecked. Uh, how do we know that isn't shipwreck? I'm going to start there. <laughs> That's it true. might very well I, I be. Could, I could picture shipwreck like drinking too much beer at a fair and then like fucking up that fair. Yeah, and this is, could have been, for all we know, this is like, you know, in an alternate setting where it's like 10 years before he joined G.I. Joe and was found in the desert with his boat. You know, like, it's just, it's a thing that could happen. But I, I'm not going to lie, out of nowhere, I'm like, God damn it, Shipwreck's here. And I felt happy. I oh, felt happy I all over shipwreck. watching this episode. I <laughs> miss him. character. Um, so the, the feed is now escalating his work. He says, I'm just going to take the whole gang. F this. So he starts eating the entire gang and he morphs into this giant kind of body horror creature at this point. 
and he fights Savage Dragon and and and, uh, and beats him. Beats Savage Dragon, flies up in the air with Savage Dragon and drops him from a very tall height, uh, well above the city. And uh, Warrior, this is crazy, because he's falling from orbit, basically. He's dropping down. He's about to die. Warrior King just jumps in the air and catches him mid-terminal velocity fall of this gigantic seven-foot-tall monster and then just catches him, and it's fine. How strong is the Warrior King? Yeah, he's also, like... Is he flying or is that just all all his leg strength pushing off? I think he did fly, but it's a little, you know, if he could fly, why didn't he fly out of the way of those cars? Yeah, I mean, they don't establish this is the only part. So I think this is just all leg strength, him pushing off the ground, which is impressive. Gina just ugh objectifying this dude again oh my god like, uh, i want to rub my vagina on those quads i mean uh. here's the thing it's the same <laughs> way that jessica jones in the tv show at least quote unquote flies because in the comics she can fly because she sucked miss marvel uh but Whoa. is that was that intentionally the term that you use there you know, like, you get just, mad. You I get just, mad at me for what I said about Chan, and then you drop that on us. I just and expect us to just keep work. going. He sucked her powers up. Wait, are you thinking of Rogue? No, that's that's. Oh yeah, that is what I'm thinking of. Why am I? Why am I saying Jessica Jones? <laughs> what is happening? Right <laughs> I now? do not know. And Jessica Jones in the comics can fly. She can. But it has fly. nothing to do with any sexual acts she may have performed on another superhero. <laughs> Yeah, she she yeah, she she can fly. I'm thinking because she's friends with Ms. Marvel. She's friends with Carol Danvers in the comics. Wait, a minute, she can fly cuz she's friends with Carol Danvers? No, That's no, how all you have to do is just be her friend. Just hang around her long enough. But in happens. the TV show, it's just all leg strength. It's all just like fucking pushing off the ground. So I think that's what he's doing here. Okay. I think he's That's what I thought too. Yeah. Really but push he- it off. Because it's not established, was it, that he could fly in either of the first two episodes? Yeah, yeah. plus, like, he, when he's fighting those wizards in that first one, they, they're they on flying things, and he's sort of, like, jumping up to meet them. If he could yeah. fly, I feel like that battle would be a lot easier. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay, so we go to the state penitentiary uh, after the uh, fiend gets away, because that's where all the really... He's just escalating, so that's where all the really bad people are. Also, and- I'm trying to figure out why this fiend... Uh, character wouldn't just do that normally because I think I, I guess his his thing is to just know. possess uh, angry people and then eat their hate or whatever. Why isn't he just go- hanging out at the penitentiary constantly? Well, also, he ate the orb, so they couldn't track the orb with the stick, but now they need to track him. So he's just decided arbitrarily to just start walking around with the orb in his hand now. <laughs> So they can track it. It gets it gets a little funky in here. I'm not gonna lie. He doesn't. That to, outfit doesn't have pockets. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, so they go to the state penitentiary. They break in, and as soon as they break in, they see that the whole place has been overrun by the fiend, who's now gigantic. And uh, he uses the, the uh, oh my gosh! So he's trying to use the orb to absorb everybody's power. He's doing the thing. He's getting real big. They're fighting him, and Savage Dragon's just kind of just like occupying his time so that way the staff can like shoot a beam at the orb and take the orb away from him like a tractor beam or something right yeah yes and so he takes the orb away from him because it's just in his hand like he's holding it like behind his back like a like an 80s cartoon villain would to to cross his fingers when telling a lie he's just holding the orb back there for no good reason 
Again, no pockets, and he clearly needs to be touching he, it to to get its power. He, so what's he, he going to Put it he in his butt? It. He put it in his butt earlier, like that watch <laughs> from Pulp Fiction. It was fine. Um, so uh, real quick, there is a uh, bit that I couldn't hear, and it w- really weirded me out. It was when uh, he goes to fight um, uh, the fiend, and he gets knocked down, and then a bunch he gets of the inmates. Up again? He's never gonna. That is not Savage Guard. That's oh, Chumbawamba. Uh, <laughs> all all of the uh, uh, inmates start coming for him and start attacking him, and then there's just a bunch of chatter. I forget what you call that when. Uh, when people are just sort of like talk talking, oh, like, like the old rhubarb, oh, peas and carrots. Yeah. yeah, but the, like, there's a word for that in uh, uh, voiceover, isn't there? Yeah, there is, uh, and I cannot uh, think of it. To chuffa? Life. Is it chuffa? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think it's. I think it actually is something similar to that. But I couldn't. Thank I couldn't goodness uh, we have someone who works in animation and could tell us this information. It's the only reason we have you around, Gina. Oh, it is chuffa. <laughs> Oh, it is is it? A, ter- okay. a term used by the Parks and Recreation writing team, meaning random dialogue characters say uh, in scenes. It seems okay. like. Well, that's, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, it kind of is. Here's. Okay. Okay. Get dragon. You put us in here. Uh, uh, um, oh, because uh, because he's a cop and they don't take okay. him. I thought someone said kids, and I was like, "Wait, kids? what?" <laughs> he did. He definitely said it. He oh definitely. God, he said totally said kids. it. Look, that's absolutely amazing. And if I ever get a chance to do background voice stuff, I want to oh, just wait. shout kids. Maybe it's not kids. Maybe it's drink a cherry cola. You know what? That was a pretty good callback. I respect that. I'm going to give that one to I don't, you. I don't, I don't feel good about it at it all. Nice, I'm not going to lie. I feel, like, I feel like I got punched again, quite frankly. <laughs> you thought, thought Luchasaurus w- did me. This one really put me under. <laughs> I wish I had the the wherewithal to like uh, just slot in, just have that as a as a sound drop, and I could just like start playing it and then drop in. Check it, check it, cola. I, I don't. Mean, Chan. I can't. Well, I won't. You could do that. That is a thing you have every power to do. If no, uh, I don't. I don't mean post. It. I mean like live. I know. Just and what a great every, joke that would be. Every opportunity to do so, if you so desired. I don't think the desire's there. Actually, no, not even a little bit. I'm just living in a fantasy so, world. So they take the orb away. They shrink the fiend down because that's just how it works. You take the orb away, even though it was enhancing his power, and he still has powers. Don't worry about that. I am curious because, like, normally he possesses people. Yeah. He gets super powerful and then he eats them. What happened to those people? Because I was really expecting them to come popping out at the end. I didn't. I I was too. It would be kind of fun if, like, they had all of their anger drained away or, you know, hate or whatever. Uh, That'd be, like, just a fun thing to do. Wait, what does happen to them at the end? They don't. They're gone. He gets small. The ghosts uh, that he just sucked up out of some other dimension go away. But the people just... Okay, no, we, we never check like in on the homeless people. That again. seems like an S and P oversight there. Like that seems <laughs> like S and P would be all over that and would say you have to show that the human beings are not dead. Yes. So I'm surprised. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of loose ends. Chili well, dogs. This... If those people are dead, <laughs> what yeah. happened to the Irishman and why is he getting shit on? <laughs> I want to see a whole other episode. And here's the thing. To be honest, like there wasn't a 
ton going on in this episode, so they could have fit those things in there. Yes. <laughs> they could have removed the slutty cop scene, and they could have absolutely added yeah. the a little little loose end uh, tie-ups here. Yeah, it could have uh, been, everyone, been nice. everyone emerges from the inside of Fiend, and they're all really hungry, and there's chili dogs sitting right there, and they eat the chili dogs, and then all their hate's been drained away, and so they start a, a GoFundMe for the Irish homeless man because he's so nice, and they buy him a house. Sucking on chili dogs outside the shrunken fiend. <laughs> Such I mean, we're slow not, burn. We're not, we are not topping that. Let's get out of up. Yeah. So the orb goes into the vortex and Warrior King jumps after it and says, later. And then he's out and goes to the Mortal Kombat universe, except he or never he shows doesn't. up in Wait, the Mortal Kombat universe. Do we owe Savage Garden and John Cougar Bell and Camp royalties now? <laughs> I mean we owe somebody something <laughs> we owe the universe a karmic debt we owe the universe something can never be repaid <laughs> we owe someone Look, something if one of us bu- goes on itunes and buys a savage garden song i feel like our debt's been paid i, I refuse not not even fuck. okay i gotta do it now fuck i was really hoping gina would would jump at that and um no way that was a wager i lost that is not uh <laughs> not smart uh way of betting by me uh, oh well Anyway, guys, that's our show. That's Savage Dragon, part two of the Orbtacular, or whatever the fuck Gina said earlier. <laughs> the Foofin Farfin Nukin. How I don't dare know you? She said it, it every episode oh, yes, that we've been me. doing this. I've got I some think work to I've do. I've said a different thing every time, though, to be fair. <laughs> and so, yeah, end game from Savage Dragon. Uh, you know what? This is an enjoyable show. It was perfectly fine. There I wasn't really a lot to, to it. I can't wait to see uh, Savage dragon infinity war yeah that'd be pretty great i would we, just say we, i we think savage dragon order. we watched Endgame before infinity war you know there are people out there whose first mcu marvel movie they ever saw was Endgame. i hate and I those don't, people i don't yeah. understand how you live like that how do you I do you not like those people well, minimally those people you wouldn't go want... see infinity ward first infinity none of the war. infinity ward yeah. Uh, if anyone makers of call of duty a fine a fine <laughs> fine employer those people uh-huh. are not uh, my friends well i mean none of them none of those people wanted to go see uh uh endgame they were dragged there by their significant others and they into a three and a half hour movie love them or whatever also like, i don't like i i don't i enjoy seeing movies by myself because sure. i don't want to talk about them right afterwards and have people like ruin them and shit you just want to smoke a cigarette and say, mm, get out. <laughs> I just want to absorb it. I want to like absorb it and then not have to make like small talk about like, well, so what did you think of the movie afterwards? Hey, so, movie. Like, I left 20 I on the dresser. Get an Uber. I don't understand why people go on dates to movies is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a great date because you don't have to communicate with the other person. No, that's why it's a terrible date. You learn so nothing you can, about them. And then at the can, end, you go like, oh, so did, what did you think? Oh, no, you okay. find out something very important. You find out if they talk in movies or not. And I think that is that is something you need to know going mm, forward. That, that is, is a that great is really first thing. That, that's either, true, because that would be an early deal breaker. That is it. That is it. You find out if you if you could watch a movie with them, which is and to be for the older I get, just the quieter I want everything around me to be. So the idea of a movie date is really <laughs> the only kind of date I'm interested in at this point. Because I just want no one to be talking. Feel that. Feel that Thank real hard. You. Thank you, Chan. I had a feeling you might. <laughs> <laughs> 
our houses get pretty loud is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Check that out on my three dads also on this podcast network. <laughs> oh, Where we'll be talking about uh, my child slapping the taste out of my partner's mouth. That's that'll be a real fun one. Kid <laughs> violence will probably be a future episode. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, do you have any final thoughts on Savage Dragon before we get out of here? Gina, did this uh, make you interested in to go read the comics? No, but it did make me want a chili dog. Okay. Well, yeah. baby steps. Uh, apologies to uh, John Kuborg, uh, John Kugorb Mellencamp. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I think no. that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no. I'm just, I feel, I feel just shit on with violence right now this is not chad just hit me with a chair for like the third time this episode <laughs> a verbal chair that caught me right in the head and busted me open each time oh my god just how why Nonstop. that's the inside of my head all day long fuck and that's our show guys thank you so much for listening to savage dragon part two of the orbtacular go back and listen to the mortal Kombat episode to hear part three and next time we're doing this we're going to do the wing commander episode part four and close out the orbtacular this has honestly been a very fun romp a little fun side story i'm glad we fell into it very accidentally uh if there's more crossover things like this happen i'm very interested in doing it going forward in season five this did bring me a lot of joy um, uh, so when we finish the Orbtacular, though, I'm going to reach out to our patrons on Patreon uh, who uh, of certain brackets to see what other episodes do you want to see. So get some ideas ready. We'll be coming at you pretty soon to ask that question. Hey, Patreon, that's a thing you can get involved with. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You- <coughs> Goodness me. You can go on there and for a measly $5, you can get access to our super secret vault. And what that has is what up to this point, like 500 episodes of the show. Chad, is this right? 500 episodes of the show? Is that even it's, real? It's not right. <laughs> it's it not is, right. It is definitely north of 400, but that was uh, um, uh, sometime we in the middle of last year, I think I checked. And we definitely have not done like another 60 episodes in that time. It sure feels like we've so, done a whole lot. Uh, you know what? Actually, honestly, I should probably check because now that I think about it, we've done a lot of episodes officially i'm looking at it right now 436 episodes of this show okay well that's yeah that is still a significant so, amount still a lot um you know by the end of season five we'll probably be getting pretty close to 500 so you know keep keep going but uh, you could join and do that if, if you're a higher bracket uh, of the of the patreon you can suggest episodes and cartoons for us to watch which we will be very happy to do either main feed or we did just put out a bonus only patreon episode of manchi cheese uh, which, you know, if you're interested in that, it's it's a long episode. And I, if I remember correctly, we get real weird with it. Like, we all lost our minds about 20 <laughs> minutes into that episode and then went for an additional, like, hour 15. Like, it got, it got like real every, weird. Are you, like every episode? Like every episode. But this one somehow was on a higher level. And I don't know. Maybe we felt a little extra freedom because we knew it was Patreon only. <laughs> but we... We lived in that moment. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That is something that absolutely went down. Uh, otherwise, Monty, we're gonna keep going with GI Joe Extreme. And- oh, so soft and cuddly. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go with that. You can hit us up on the Facebook.com/slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast. There's a Facebook group, and you can post stuff in there and say hi to people and talk to us, and we're all there on it. But a lot of the time, we're on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Channing Sherman. I'm just gonna call you yet again. Thank you so much. He knows how to get it. If you want to write the show. 
and you want to make sure everybody sees it. Tag at GI Joe podcast, but also tag each of us individually. If you only tag Gina and nothing else, <laughs> and you ask her a question about the show, that question will never go answered. You will never get the answer to your question because she will not remember. And then a month later, she'll say, hey, some guy wrote me asking about a thing. And we'll say, Gina, do you have any more? Any more than that? She'll be like, no. So don't do that, people. Don't be that person. Be Channing Sherman, our hero, who properly tags us with every post. And it, I'm not going to lie, Chan. I'm sure it brings us joy. It brings us yeah, a lot of joy really to see is. everything tagged correctly. And if it was, if it had a spreadsheet attached to it, Gina would like it even more. So when someone does that, we hear about it. Gina just complains to us. So if you do it correctly, uh, it's the exact opposite. It's it's joy. You get huh? praised. Yeah. You get praised in a back yeah, room somewhere. You get you. I get very excited. Otherwise, I get very grumpular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. She gets very mad about it. It's because then I need to tweet asking, like tagging Ray and Chan so much work. and being like, so "Hey, what work. do you guys know about this? Why am I?" The and only then one and then tagged? I give you the wrong answer because I'm mad at you. So it's just <laughs> like you're not going to get what you want here. I think the lesson here is that we all need to go to uh, thruples therapy. Is that a thing? We should figure you know, out how that works. If there isn't, there probably should be. We live in the future. Somebody got to get on that. I'm sure there is, especially Still in Los that Angeles. Niche. So you can hit us up at G.I. Joe podcast, but individually you could find me at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And this has been part two of the Orbtacular. Until next time, take it easy, Chicago. Because that's you really going to end with that. We should have ended with like a chili cherry cola. Oh, Chan, we may as well play the song to, to lead us out, please. So it was, uh, it was, it, I was annoyed. I kept dropping him off the table. Oh, I mean, in a friendly way. And then I would, and then I would, during, during the, uh, the, the, the sinks and the levelation, I would pick him up and, and give him a nice sturdy hug. Very powerful stuff. But anyway, that's my story. It's not very good. <laughs> Let's talk Jesus, about Ray, dragon. when are you going to start the podcast? <laughs> it's, it's more fun <sighs> when I'm the one dragging it out and not set. Sa- 
I'm self-sabotaging the intro just to piss you off, Chan. Oh, yeah, no. I'm I I was dragging it out to piss Gina off. Oh. I'm not I'm I'm too tired to be pissed. Well, fuck, I'll this just, is all big I'll just failure. fall asleep in the middle of the podcast. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Podcast, then you all have to deal with that. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) It's true. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 